I got to tell you, I was, well, my head was spinning when I heard this news uh, about the, the potential, the potential of the federal government withdrawing funding from paving roads at some point. I think you all know who I'm talking about on this one. We're talking about uh, Stephen Gilbo and uh, his comments about federal road infrastructure projects, that kind of thing. These comments coming down last week certainly stirred it up big time among the premiers and the mayors who utilize the federal funds to improve their networks. I, I got to tell you, when I heard the news, my eyes rolled into the back of my head thinking, oh, brother, now what? It's kind of crazy. What a crazy, crazy idea. Stopping investing in new road infrastructure. Are you kidding me? Come on. Then I started to wonder, okay, so how are others viewing this? And I know that they tried to, you know, go back on those comments. The prime minister was mentioning it. Even uh, Gilbo was mentioning it. But I figured we better track somebody down who has got a little different spin than me just rolling my eyes into the back of my head. And joining us on the show today is the president of the Rural Municipalities of Alberta, Paul McLaughlin. Hello, Paul. Thanks for having me today. Happy to have you. Did you uh, did your eyes roll into the back of your head when you heard that? You know, they, they did, and I think it's it's it's, it's such a myopic view of, of really our, our modern economy. Um, the, the fundamental reality is that, that we are a country of trade. Uh, we're a country of resources, and, and we need to move goods from A to B. That's the foundation of our economy. Fairly myopic. Uh, and, and a really, uh, you know, a downtown Montreal uh, urban view of, of the world. And it's too bad that uh, he's just not recognizing what the rest of Canada thinks and how we actually run our economy. Yeah, that's, to me, it just seems like there's a disconnect there. Do you, do you see it that way as well? Well, for sure. I think, you know, definitely he's, he's using it with a climate change lens, but uh, the, the stark reality of a drier, hotter future, uh, food security, uh, resilient communities, resilient infrastructure, which includes roads, uh, that's how we're going to tackle this unknown future that we're walking into. And I think that, you know, creating these, these announcements that, uh, that aren't really harped in any, any part of reality, um, it just seems to be a little bit of a, a political uh, diversion, let's say. I like to call it grandstanding, but that's just me. Uh, the, the other thing, too, when I hear these kind of comments, the thing that worries me the most is that I think in some ways he actually believes that, even if he says he's going back on it. And that scares me. It's got to scare you and everybody else that you know, that you know out there with uh, the rural municipalities here in the province of Alberta. Well, for sure. I think that, you know, we live in, in areas that we, we it's, it would be quite complex for us to even e-bike uh, to some of the services we require. A little bit of a, a you know, miscommunication as it relates to how we move things around, uh, the people that grow the food in, in rural Canada. And, and I think that, you know, the hard part for this is that, that he's been around long enough. He should have talked to enough people to, to actually maybe change his worldview. And I know he might see the world with one lens, but having understanding that the uh, we're all in this together and, and those kind of statements just create confusion and uh, really actually it creates some some lack of reliance or respectability of the government when they say things that truly just don't make any sense. Paul, where are you located? I live actually in Pinocchio County, in the River Pinocchio County, so I live a, a good hour and a half from downtown Edmonton, and uh, it'd be really tough for me to cycle in to, uh, <laughs> to go shopping at Costco. 
Okay, now, this is the part where me, the city slicker, gets to put my feet up on the desk here while you try to inform me a little bit. This is... This is the thing about all of this is that, okay, I'm used to driving on crappy roads in Edmonton with potholes, that kind of thing. But uh, tell me exactly how important this is to the rural areas, those remote, the remote areas, the northern communities, that kind of stuff. Just kind of lay it out there for me because I may not fully understand because I live in a city. Well, and you have to recognize what, what the good folks that are your rural municipal leaders in rural Alberta. We have two things. We have low populations and high infrastructure. Um, so actually, rural Albertans and rural municipalities, actually, across Canada, if you actually compare us to other provinces, we have 55% of the road responsibility, 65% of the bridges. Um, part of that infrastructure is from our energy industry. But do you imagine uh, the good folks in the north? Again, low population, high infrastructure requirements. It actually requires government funding in order to build some of these roads because uh, the stark reality is there's not a lot of people but our resource industry and our agricultural industry those are the gdp contributors that drive our economy so recognizing that the federal government and the provincial government are contributors to those larger road networks which drive our economy which drive gdp uh, and i think that uh, minister gilbo may not be aware of actually how gdp works not recognizing that trade goods and and the movement of goods is part of that gdp contribution so how do you get the message to ottawa hey the prime minister's in town might be tuning in how do you send a message to uh, the pm well I, I think that i'm not sure how the pm got here but i'm pretty sure he probably used a road from the airport into uh, any of his chats and i think recognizing that the contribution that roads and all this other infrastructure makes to to allowing us to move forward i remember way back when they were talking about climate change uh, responses and i said so where does the money come from to to pay for many of these responses and it is those gdp contributors in fact oil and gas is one of the largest export markets we have including agriculture in order to get those goods to market in order to create that economy that, how, that can create this climate change resiliency, you require roads, you require rail, you require these infrastructure investments. I think the Prime Minister is aware of that. I think that Minister Gibo hopefully is aware of it. And if he's not aware of it, I think he's being informed right now. And I'd love for him to uh, take his cycle here and, and meet with me in Pinocchio County anytime he's available. Now, here in the city, as I said, my eyes rolled into the back of my head when I heard this. And I, I'm kind of incredulous. I just can't believe you would make a public statement like that. But I got to think where you're located, it's not just uh, incredulous. There's got to be an element of anger here. There is, and I think that, you know, the, the, the concern is, is that there's always the comment, does, does Ottawa even understand how things work and where things are? And, and, and it's just extremely myopic, not recognizing the, the outburst that's occurring. And it's across Canada. I'm quite involved with the Federation of Municipalities, quite alarmed. Uh, all of our municipal partners across Canada are alarmed by these statements. I know they've been retracted, but, you know, yeah. sometimes you you got to own what you say. And uh, why did you say it? And did you say it because you don't understand, or did you say it because you really believe it? And and the worry, my worry is, is that someone said something that they truly believe. See, apology works well for me. Uh, you know, if I said something dumb, and that could happen frequently on this show, uh, I, I would apologize for something if I thought I was way over the line. I thought this was way over the line and saying, well, maybe I, you know, should, could have said it a little bit better. But an apology would have worked a lot better for me. You? Well, exactly. And I think that really actually having a conversation around his, the willingness to be educated, understanding what the, the role that roads play uh, in our economy. Um, you can make a lot of decisions in Ottawa, but recognizing that in order to derive tax dollars, 
You need to actually support the economy, support infrastructure. And across Canada, we're into a bit of an infrastructure deficit all across this this country. And you need to recognize that we need those core investments to move forward. Uh, it'd be difficult for municipalities to pay for such. And recognizing the federal government should be a partner with the provinces and the municipalities in building that infrastructure. Paul, have you had a chance to reach out to somebody in the provincial government, maybe the premier, just to say, listen, we need some help. We need We need your backing here. Well, I think we're definitely, we work pretty close with this government. I just happened to be in Ottawa just shortly before uh, before this, this this comments were made. I'm glad I wasn't there when it happened. Um, but working with the, the federal government, definitely there's an awareness by lots of the folks in Ottawa on how the economy works all across Western Canada. Um, and then, you know, once you level up, it's pretty sad that you have ministers and you have uh, um, people in a position of power and authority and influence at that level that's not really sending the message that I'm hearing from boots on the ground as it relates to the federal government. I'm not the biggest fan of polls, but I've seen enough lately to know that this current federal government can pretty much do anything they want for the next month, for the next year and a half, because there's chances of them forming power. It doesn't look all that good, but I still am looking for a level of, uh, what's the word, responsibility. And uh, when I see comments like this, and I think of everybody out there like you, that worries me just a little. Yeah, you know, we work really hard to tell our story, and I think our story is a really good one. And I think that, you know, what I love about politics is that I can listen to different views and convince me. And I I don't think, you know, politics should be about putting a line in the sand, but actually working with others to, to solve future problems. And I'm worried that this is a line in the sand, and, and, and sometimes that line's hard to erase. Okay, because they've gone back on those words now, does that make it any better for you? You're still worried a little bit. You know what? I taught my kids words or things, so I would sure have to see action instead of apologies. I definitely like to see a contribution by this government to understanding uh, the, the role of infrastructure in general all across Canada plays in, in driving our economy and driving our resilient future that we need to have. And uh, we need to work together to solve problems instead of vilifying things that are important to lots of lots of Canada. Um, most of the population lives within 100, 100 kilometers of the border of, uh, with the U.S. There's a lot of us that got left out of those kind of conversations. That's sounds like a pretty good final message from you sending it all the way out to Montreal. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Thank you for the time. All right, Paul. Appreciate it. And good luck to everybody down in the Pinocchio area. We uh, we love you as we drive through quickly. Way too quick, actually, on the QE2. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate it.